Mike's Daily Podcast. Oh, my head is ensconced in this wonderful, hot, Sherpa-lined hat. It's nice and warm today on this cold morning. Hi. It's 5.28. I'm Mike Matthews, broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley, Mont, the last place on Earth. Today, we're going to hear from people like the wonderful Mike's Daily Podcast. Excuse me. I was talking! Uh, by the wonderful Mike's Daily Podcast. Oh my God, why do you keep singing when I am trying to talk? It's not very nice, and I wish you would stop. There's this news anchor on C-SPAN on Friday mornings and I'm going to say something and here's a warning I'm going to say the word blank hole no I'm not Mike's Daily Podcast well maybe I just did Greta Hausman is that her name I always get her name wrong she's so lovely Mike's but today we hear from Daily Benita Podcast hey we're working together here now Even though you're interrupting me, I'm interjecting what I wanted to say in between what you're saying. Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster are going to show up. The lawyer, Michael Cohen, established essential consultants. The Wall Street Journal Trump lawyer used private company pseudonyms to pay porn star Stormy Daniels. That's on the Wall Street Journal. Thank you, you, Greta, for having that on C-SPAN at 5.30 in the morning. Hey, look who walked in just now. SoftBank will own 15% of Uber Technologies. As part of the deal, Uber will limit the control of co-founder Travis Kalanick, who remains on the board. All those buyers who put $1,000 down to buy a Tesla Model 3 will finally get a chance to see what they purchase. While Tesla steps up production for the cars and buyers wait, Tesla will display the Model 3 at showrooms in New York City, Boston, and San Jose, and Walnut... Nikki Casola. From Fox News. There you go. Telling us all about Tesla. Look who walked in. Hi, Mom. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? And to this grown fiddle player, tell you what. What? I think Nikola Tesla was an amazing inventor. And he possibly had the secret of time travel. Do you know who played Tesla in the movie The Prestige? David Bowie. Very good. Wow. I didn't think you'd know that. And here's today's podcast picture. I am a winner. The podcast picture today is actually of you. You are a winner. Well, that's awesome. And that was loud. Busted eardrums. It was so loud. I'm the disgruntled fiddle player. Now, your name is basically what you are. Huh? So you're a Mac? Yes, I am a microphone. Mike Matthews. No, I'm saying that your name, we don't know if your name is, your first name is Bob Frank. Bob Frank. I knew a guy. My dad had a close friend named Bob Frank, interestingly enough. But that's neither here nor there or ever. Anyway. 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 Cafe anyway. I was talking to Sylvia, my only podcast listener, yesterday. And every time I said anyway, I wanted to have that little thing going anyway. 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 And when I talked about Basil, I wanted to have my Basil sound effect, but I didn't have it because I was talking like a normal person versus as in my podcast land where Basil decides to chime in. 
But we had a great discussion about David Bowie, one of the topics, Sylvia and I, and how she says the David Bowie has been gone for like what two years now, and it still is so painful for her. And I understand. And there's supposed to be some new documentary out about David Bowie and about his whole career, his many incarnations as Garth Brooks tried to do different incarnations and how that was a massive fail. And Sylvia and I discussed that as well. And how Garth Brooks in being Chris Gaines was trying to be Chris Angel. Is that what it was? Is that the connection? Say what? Yeah. No way. Way. Oh my God, no way. So to wrap up, you were saying disgruntled fiddle player, what's your first name? Yeah, it's disgruntled. Oh, well that explains it, huh? That would make everything... Winning. So, my point being, the, uh, there, I was trying to tell Sylvia the story about this whiny host that I do, I produce this show for, and she showed up late. Not, not my friend, not Sylvia, but the, the host of the show. We'll call her X. Host X was supposed to show up and do a show that I record that plays back on the weekend. Well, I told host X that you have to be at the radio station to record your show at 9.30. And she knows this, and she only has an hour, but her show is only 24 minutes. Well, she shows up late. She shows up with a guest saying she wants to do two shows. But, okay, so the math works out. I can't do math on the fly But it wouldn't have worked In the time that she showed up To do the two shows that she wanted to So She kept doing this passive aggressive thing I guess this is what I was trying to get to with Sylvia And I couldn't quite tell the story correctly This host X Kept doing this passive aggressive thing Over and over again about Well I know I was late but Can't we do just one more show No we don't have time look we only have 12 minutes Someone's going to come in here in 12 minutes Yeah. Uh huh Let's just do the show. Come on. I just want to do the show. No. No. Stop. Stop with that. Stop. And they do that. You know, people... I I understand rules. If you give me rules and say, Mike, look, you can't do this because this blah, blah, logistically. Well, can't, I don't try to bend the logistic rules. I understand the rules of your company and you're not going to bend over backwards. Why do we demand? Why do we just expect in the society for people to bend over backwards for us? Well, I'm paying money for this. Well, host X doesn't pay any money for her show. So she gets her show for free, actually. So she, there's really no reason for anyone to bend over backwards. I guess the point being is look at what you're demanding of other people. And are you demanding too much? Or are you worth it? I mean, should people bend over backwards for you? Would you do the same for them? I guess that's my question. Was that a good question? I don't know. It's just a, it's just a question. That's not even funny. It's not even a joke, Obama. It's just a question. Obama's going to be doing a thing where he goes around promoting uh, people. And it uh, he's going to be returning to politics in 2018. Um, uh, they were so apparently he is going to. Oh come on, Yahoo News! Tell me what's going on. 
The uh, Obama enjoyed a busy year since leaving the White House, but has largely stayed under the radar. Now Obama is reportedly planning to return to the political stage in 2018, setting the stage for a prominent role in the lead up to the crucial midterm elections. Close associates say that Obama is going to be politically active this year, including campaign stops and other displays of public support. And he will continue to be politically active in 2018. Politically active, politically active. That's all this article is saying. So what? Right? Right? Am I right? Right? Do you love it when people say right? And when they say... Really? (laughs) Yeah, people go right and really all the time. But Carl Higby, a Trump appointee, made a racist, sexist, and anti-Muslim and anti-LGBTQ comment on the radio. The Trump administration appointee Carl Higby resigned yesterday as chief of external affairs for the federal government's volunteer service organization after a CNN K-file review of the comment that he made on the radio. The White House did not immediately respond, but Higby, he's a former Navy SEAL and conservative media personality was a surrogate for Trump during the 2016 presidential campaign, appearing on cable news and serving as a spokesman for the Trump-aligned Great America PAC. He was appointed to the Corporation for National and Community Service in 2017 to direct the public image etching of the federal department that manages millions of Americans in volunteer services like AmeriCorps and Senior Corps. In one of the comments... Higby said, you could guess the color of a family he described that lived in his condo association. He said, I told this story the other day on my show. Somebody who lives in my condo association that has five kids and it's her and her husband with the five kids and the mother and the grandmother of the kids. They don't have jobs. They're all like, they're there all the time. I bet you I can guess what color they are and they have no job. Uh, And speaking on Sound of Freedom... In December 2013, he said while recounting a time he placed an advertisement to give away free firewood, said the black race had lax morals and added that black women think breeding as a form of government employment. Okay, so he said some things going back to 2013. Wow, this article goes on several paragraphs saying all the things he said. Okay. On gay people He did not like gay people apparently He said Rhode Island land of more liberals Has just okayed gay marriage Congratu Bleeping lations You suck Rhode Island Why would you do that Go ahead and twist the knife a little bit more I mean you are breaking the morals The moral fiber of our country You know I don't like gay people I just don't Wow he just said it there quite blatantly Hmm Birther comments He frequently uh, uh, questioned the uh, uh, authenticity of Obama's um, birth where he was born. Birth certificate. Born in Hawaii, 1961. And, you know, the whole birther movement. Washington's made things worse. For Obama. In 2015, Higby spoke for nearly an hour with Where's Obama's Birth Certificate Radio. I guess there's a radio named. There's radio named after everything. This birth certificate thing. Oh, by the way, so Trump being apparently 
close to being morbidly overweight. I'm really rich. And really fat, apparently. Uh, so now is he part of the Girther movement? That's not even funny. I didn't come up with that joke, but I said it. So anyway, this guy's gone. Anyway, cafe anyway. And I uh, do not in any way anyway, want to have the job of the Republican that wants to defend that guy because they are going down a slippery slope into a rabbit hole. Oh, looky, looky. It's John Dickerson who started off on a podcast on Slate that I used to listen to. He's the son of a, I guess, some big uh, well-known reporter journalist guy from like the 60s. And now he's on CBS. He replaced Charlie Rose because Charlie Rose apparently is a freak, a zoid that you don't want to wind up. Charlie's gone, so John Dickerson took over. And John Dickerson sounds a little like this. Shut down, but he says Democrats, quote, want to see one. The president spoke in a western Pennsylvania factory after one of his tweets threatened his party's negotiations to keep um, the government uh, running. Wait, Major wait, wait, Garrett shut up. traveled with the president shut. last night Shh. and is with us now. Oh. Major, good morning. Good morning. Let's oh. be honest. The government shut down on the one... That is going to be boring. Hey, so John Dickerson, imagine that voice we just heard with the whole podcast that he does where he talks about political stories that you didn't know, like how difficult it was for Harry Truman to get reelected president. You know, he became president because he was vice president because FDR died. So he they talk all he goes into this long where he's reading word for word everything that he wrote down. La da da I, I am reading to you this stuff Which I cannot stand podcasts Where all they are doing is reading Which I guess I just did a little bit With that the news article didn't I The previous one Hey I'm going to do some of it now The shutdown over government funding Shifted to the Senate today After the House passed a short term extension So listen I want to tell you something really quickly I got really mad When the Tea Partiers caused the government shutdown with Obama, what, like five years ago, four years ago? And I, Bitcoin is dead. Now they're saying Bitcoin is dead. This little banner. Whereas around Thanksgiving, they were Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. Look how much it, one Bitcoin is so, you've made so much money. Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Screw Bitcoin. Okay, so back to the story that I was telling that was really interesting. That, I got so mad when the Tea Partiers shut down the government that I made a vow live on my podcast. And this is a lie because I never made a vow on my podcast. But if I did make a vow on my podcast, it would have been back then that I do not agree with shutting down the government for any reason. Any party doing it is wrong. And now wrong. The, gover- the party that I have voted for most in my life is trying to shut down the government. And I do not agree. I do not agree. I know we're trying to do things for the dreamers. And believe me, I do not want to- Being in California, where I'm surrounded by dreamers, I am pro-dreamer for sure. But still, what the hell? We are going to shut down the government? What's going on? 
I do not, th I do not, that's like messed up. And people that go, oh no, it's fine. Shutting down the government's okay. It's just a, no, it's not. You're causing all kinds of unforeseen issues. Even the stuff, it costs millions of dollars to get the government shut down and then to restart it. But then all the people's jobs, the livelihood, the services that you require day to day, that all goes, that all stops or gets completely, gets thrown into a horrible jumble. But the Democrats want to do that. The possibility of federal shutdown moved closer to a certain certainty after Senate Democrats rallied against the GOP proposal, announcing they would not lend their votes to a bill that did not reflect their priorities on immigration, government spending, and other issues. A shutdown is coming, Trump tweeted on Friday, attempting to, plan, to blame the Senate, Senate Democrats. Government funding bill last night in the House of Representatives. Now Democrats are needed if it is to pass in the Senate, he uh, put in his tweet. But they want illegal immigration and weak borders shut down coming. We need more Republican victories in 2018. And he wants to build a wall. Where are the women from two and a half men today? That's a darn good question. Why this website just asked me that, I don't know. And Trump wants to build a wall. I would build a great wall. And nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. All right. All the experts say you cannot build a actual physical wall between us and Mexico. It can't be done. You can do drones. You can do an electronic wall. You can do an other wall. You can strengthen that wall. You can strengthen our fighting terrorism. Yes, but not... A physical freaking stupid Trump wall that's not gonna happen so but where did the women go from two and a half men and it how did they and most of them there was a lot of augmentation going on but they they just zipped right through it that they they treated women like uh, used soda cans on that show and so where are they now? This is an important question that needs to be asked. And I asked it. Well, actually, no, this website asked it. The Two Red Dots website asked it. And where is Charlie Sheen? Nah, I don't really want to know the answer to that. I just want to play him going. Winning. Well, now we go on to... Oh, I think that's the end of the show, actually. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Oh yeah, uh, Sylvia and I talked a lot about concerts. She she needs to do a podcast or a blog, or we need to actually. Sorry, Sylvia, I should have interviewed you. Actually, we need to do an interview, not in a location where there's a lot of talking going on. Even though I do my show where there's a lot of talking going on at cafe anyway, but no, I need uh, some place that we can actually chat. I, anyway, that's ah, my fault. I need to turn on my stupid phone and recorder because she tells these amazing stories about these concerts that she's gone to. We were talking about Dolores O'Riordan, the lead singer of the Cranberries, and how they, the two of them actually, while Dolores was singing, she suddenly is singing to Sylvia. And she's not only look, not only singing, but touches Sylvia's hand. And this happens throughout the concert to the point that Sylvia's friends going, what's going on with you two? Ah, that's a wonderful story. I loved Dolores O'Riordan. 
And I wanted to someday marry Dolores O'Riordan. So in a way, by being friends with Sylvia, I have in some way attained that goal, even though Dolores is now gone. So sad. But we, and uh, I can't do a search right now. Maybe by the next podcast, I'll have more information about what exactly led to the passing of Dolores O'Riordan at such a young age, but. Oh, hey, real quick, Chris Christie, uh, he was, is disputing reports, suggesting he tried to get special treatment that he enjoyed while he was governor. Uh, and in airline security involved with this somehow, and okay, there you go. This is Chris Christie, the guy that got to, he went on his own beach, which there was a part of beach in New Jersey that was separated that was I guess uh, supposed to no one was supposed to be there and Chris Christie went there and set up his towel and big 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 umbrella and yeah that's another story there and that's the end of the show I hope warmth has come to you now that you've listened to the show and that you feel warm inside if you don't feel warm inside why doesn't the brewmaster come over here and give you a, a root beer that would warm you up? Which is not, technically root beer is not supposed to do that, but. Hello, man, can I make the delicious root beer? Oh boy! It, it's a, I don't know if it's root beer or hot chocolate, ladies and gentlemen, but it is what it is. And I hate that expression. But that's what I guess I'm gonna end the show with today. Next show, it's going to be the wonderful Madame Rutabaga Valentino Bison Bentley will hopefully have the Super Secret Sunday show where we'll have some special guests stop by. That'll be wonderful. Okay, cool. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Okay. And that was FF episode 1539, 1539. Mike's TV podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.